All right. Good afternoon. This is Dr. John Ewing with Spirit Lake Wellness, and I'm introducing part two of our program on sacred breath work with Dr. Drake Spaeth. So, Drake, you and I were speaking about the value of having individual experiences through uh, breath work and through altered states of consciousness and that many people have forgotten how to access these states. So I was hoping that you could uh, extend the conversation a little bit more about what is it like to have these experiences and how do we go about having them? Yeah, and you brought up the term altered states of consciousness. You know, a, a, a lot of us have actually gotten away from using that particular phraseology only because it seems to artificially introduce the idea that there are discrete states that you achieve rather than it being kind of a continuum. That's why I sort of like the analogy of the radio dial and the old-fashioned radio dial at that, that, you know, you move that little cursor along and then you can find yourself at different places along that continuum, but not necessarily experiencing this idea that you move perfectly from one state to another in a stepwise kind of progression. It would be more of a, a sort of a smooth ascent or descent, if you will, or a movement along that continuum. Um, but in doing so, then it allows us to kind of experience the world in a way that we are not accustomed to in normal waking consciousness. So some folks have preferred the idea of non-ordinary to sort of distinguish from ordinary without having to kind of categorize them as different states. And, you know, that may in of itself have some problematic aspects too. But, you know, the point being that many of us are simply less accustomed. And so we might dismiss what we experience during those different states or um, what we experience in what we might call non-ordinary reality or these, these non-ordinary places. We might dismiss them as not real when in fact, you know, philosophically, they may just be a different type of reality. And it's not one that we have expressed preference for. And indigenous peoples arguably have understood this intuitively, that what is experienced during these shifts is as valid and as, as wonderful and as real as anything they might experience in what we call waking consciousness, and which in fact might actually be limited in um, really experiencing the, the farthest reaches of what we call the world or the universe or even ourselves. So Drake, um, what kind of experiences might a person have that would let them know that this shift in consciousness is starting to happen? Um, how would they, what, what might they experience that would let them know that, uh, yes. Uh, that that they're trying that they're starting to succeed at, at shifting their well, and I think a little bit later I'll talk about the mechanics of doing this in terms of you know what we mean by breathwork and what the breathwork actually does in terms of mechanics. But Groff has written about it in holotropic breathwork, his book that he's written um, with his wife Christina. And uh, he's documented these concepts in other books he's written as well. But he has long been in touch with the fact that in these ecstatic kinds of consciousness places we can get to, 
there are surprising access uh, points where people have reported, of course, the classic out-of-body kinds of experiences, all of those transpersonal kinds of places where we might experience um, what we might call past life kinds of realities, whatever we conceive of those to actually be. Again, imagery opening up in really creative way. But even more fascinating to me in some ways, and Groff was very much a follower of Carl Jung, he no- he's noted from observations of multiple sessions that people frequently find themselves in places where they're experiencing these archetypal mythological kinds of, of, of themes in what's going on with them. They might experience them themselves as participating in it, or they might experience themselves as encountering deities from other pantheons or different people from different stories. And interestingly enough, people may or may not have a conscious memory of reading those myths and stories. Sometimes people swear they've never encountered those stories, and yet their experiences will be oddly, synchronistically coincident with some of those stories and some of those pantheons and some of those archetypes, if you will, really giving credence to the Jungian archetypal kind of cosmology in some ways. So that in and of itself is fascinating. But then other people seem to experience their own lives and their own pasts in highly creative fashion, you know, re-experiencing being a child at different ages. Some even feel they experience being in the womb again. Some feel they re-experiencing the, they re-experience the birth process. And sometimes even those experiences of reliving the birth trauma or the birth passage will link to some of the transpersonal themes in some interesting synchronistic ways. The point is everyone's experience is different, but there's always an invitation and always an opportunity to really have what mystics from all traditions have pursued and has what formerly has been considered to be kind of an esoteric and rarefied phenomenon. Um, this is a practice which really opens up people to the potential of having these mystical experiences and these peak experiences and these unusual experiences and deep instances of self-knowledge and self-awareness and aha level insights about problems and addictions and traumas that they've had. Um, The best way that I can really kind of describe this is to simply describe some of my own experiences in doing breath work and why I feel it actually has saved me um, perhaps months of personal psychotherapy in some ways. I can tell you that at one point in my life, I was about 60 pounds heavier than I am now. I was flirting with some serious health issues. Um, My blood pressure was getting out of control. My blood sugar was starting to creep up into some problematic areas. And when I was deep in one of these non-ordinary states in the middle of a breathwork session, I had this clear understanding of what would happen to me if I would continue along the path that I was currently on. And I was able to do so in a non-judgmental, non-attached kind of way. And I saw alternatives, like almost like different me 
different versions of me down different paths if I would choose to try to, um, say, do different things with my diet, do different things with my lifestyle. And I was actually dispassionately able to see what I needed to change, what exactly that I needed to do. And within three months, I was able to lose all of that weight. I was able to get the blood sugar under control because those insights carried past the breathwork session. I was able to understand how those things were connected to different traumatic experiences in my life and how I was really carrying a lot of depression in somatic kinds of ways that just was not clear to me before. So this was just a real life-changing kind of thing for me. And while there isn't a lot of empirical research about breath work, there are, a, there are a lot of instances of what we call anecdotal kinds of instances like mine, where people have enthusiastically reported these kinds of things. And I'm happy to say that there are graduate students now doing dissertations on holotropic breathwork and similar breathwork practices. And I think it may inspire a more systematic program of research that may show some interesting things. I think of some of the exciting research, in fact, that is showing connections between, you know, a moderate psilocybin dose and improvements in depression and um, being able to overcome addictions and some of those things. And even some controlled studies of MDMA and PTSD. And these are being conducted in fairly respectable institutions with government awareness, with uh, funded support. So I, I don't think it's going to be very hard at all to really look at breathwork as another means like this um, to show if it has any, to, to investigate whether it has any impact on some of these things, depression, anxiety, and some of the other things we struggle with psychologically in our lives. That makes sense. Um, it's interesting how modern people have turned loose of their own inner experiences and turned their attention towards the media and to what some wise teacher has said. It's almost as if reality is pre-digested for modern man and it's a kind of a trap that we tend to fall into. Um, whereas these sorts of experiences that you're talking about consists more of going out and having your own insight, your own practice, and your own experiences, and learning to sort through them. Um, so uh, a lot of people question the, the reality of these things, and then they question the value. And what you've said is that no, these experiences are part of our reality. They're almost a subtext that most of us don't tune into on a regular basis and that they have a reality all of their own. Um, so then you mentioned also the value of sorting through some of your own inner energies and uh, being able to transform some of your, your health habits uh, to be able to turn loose of some of the emotional blocks that were in your system that were based on past traumas. Um, this sounds intriguing. 
because a lot of people know what's good for them, but then they don't do it because their bad habits are actually a method of coping with some of these these inner energies and these blocks that they have. Um, Now, if we take a practice like EMDR, for example, eye movement uh, desensitization or regulation or something uh, like that. Reprocessing, yes. Reprocessing, yeah. Um, it's almost as if the eye movement provides some kind of uh, uh, blanking so that the inner screen can then be more intense but at a distance so that people can reprocess some of their past traumas. Um, It would seem to me, though, that with this breath work, people might have more intense experiences. Um, is it like stepping into another world? It certainly can be. Um, I know that I have had breathwork sessions and, and by the way, a breathwork session is done in a group context. I do want to emphasize that, you know, I don't want anyone to get the impression that this is something you do on your own in private. You really need the group container because in the work you have an ally who watches over and holds the container for you and makes sure that you continue to operate in a safe space and I'll talk a little bit more about that too in terms of the mechanics um, but um, but yes you know in in terms of um, the the practice of breath work then um, oh, I seem to have lost the thread of your original question as I did that I apologize <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's all right. Um, yeah, I was uh, I was just thinking about ways of processing emotional energy, yeah. and um, many times we don't even realize the connection between some of our inner energies and some of our health habits and some of the things that we do that are actually not very yes. helpful. And you were somehow able to uh, have an experience where you you saw almost a matrix of different outcomes depending on what you did and you chose the one that you wanted and this oh yeah it it enabled me to get to a place where i was connecting to that inner observer and that place of non-attachment to it where i don't where i could experience these things without beating myself up and without judging myself and and it was almost then generating a state of excitement that I know what to do. That's this is so clear to me because I'm not bound by all of that baggage. And and yes, and I think this was part of your original question. Yes, you can go to some pretty exciting places ultimately in doing it. I had one session in fact where um I was processing things so deeply that in fact I took quite a while to come back to my memory once the session was over of who I was, what I was doing, and it felt like I had been traveling for thousands of years, maybe through the universe, through time and space. I recall visiting different times in my life, but also it felt like visiting times in history of human beings and kind of observing different things that were happening. And it took quite a bit to really come back to the sense of being me in the here and now but once I did I felt shifted in so many great ways and I felt like I had engaged in some extensive rewiring of brain and body 
and um, it was yeah, it's very very. Uh, it's a great experience for sure. Very good. Okay, well, um, I think it's about time for another break. Um, so we'll be back shortly with part three. Thank you. <laughs> 